Welcome to The Medium, a podcast presented by Tommy Media that's all about what's happening in the art and entertainment world. On today's show, we talk with St. Thomas student Kaylee Isaacson about her art and St. Thomas's theater club. We will also be discussing the history and impact of YouTube, along with listing some of our favorite channels and catching up with the latest news in the arts and entertainment. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio. A student-operated, non-commercial radio station, KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at Mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Medium. I'm Maddie Peters, and I'm here with Reed Neeser. Reed, how's it going? It's going. Another episode? Another Another episode. Just here we are. Keep on trucking along, I suppose. Well, so today we have Kaylee Isaacson, who's a senior, I believe, at St. Thomas? Yep. That's right. Kaylee, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming in today. So Kaylee's art has been featured in the Summit Avenue Review, and she's also president of Theater Club, so we're just going to ask a couple questions on that. So I guess just as a start, Kaylee, can you kind of talk about the art that you do? Can you describe it a little bit? Yeah. I create mixed media work. Mixed media means you're using more than one medium at a time. Um, So I combine collage, photography, acrylic paint, and graphic design to combine them all. Um, I also do illustration work, so that's using like an iPad and just freehand drawing. Um, Yeah, I've been doing it for for a long time, but just started selling it when I started college, so four years ago. And yeah. That's pretty cool. I've never heard of like, well, I I guess I've heard of mixed medium sort of thing, but never seen it in practice or like knowing anyone who's done it so that's pretty cool i find mixed medium very interesting it's uh it's a real example of this uh, an individual's like expression of art um it's it goes i guess beyond a single medium um utilizing several different mediums uh just really it's it's a lot more personal it's a lot more it's distinct for that individual um because a lot of people can do like a figure drawing with charcoal or a pencil, but then it takes a like a certain creative mindset to like just create something mm-hmm. using a, whatever's at hand. And I yeah, think, how, yeah. How did you get into the multi-medium side of art rather than just one style? Yeah, um, in high school, I did. I took AP Studio Art, and that's really when I started like really diving into art and then in high school my main medium was collage and so mainly paper collage painting um, and acrylic painting separately Um, but then when I was in college I started um, the style of like really watery acrylic painting on mostly wood and then I started taking pictures of that paint when it was wet and then I was like wow this these look really cool and then I just kind of had the idea to combine that with photography and like really manipulate the image to have create like um really alternative realities with like maximum amount of color I guess so that all the my current style like really started about four years ago do you have um like certain images that you focus on like what are you are you just kind of making whatever looks cool or is it more modern like what do you think that falls um I think my style is pretty I guess I get a lot of my inspiration like spiritually like mindfulness yoga um uh yeah nature i guess is a lot sunsets um 
and beyond that with my illustration work it's mostly centered around like I do a lot of hand lettering so like quotes um I just did a set of Enneagram pieces with, about each Enneagram personality type um so those are kind of varied, but... Sorry, what's Enneagram for those who aren't as cultured as... <laughs> the Enneagram is a personality test where there's nine different personality types. It's all the craze these days. Um, so people really, like, relate to their certain Enneagram type. You can take it online. And that actually was a... <laughs> yeah, Very you should. Loop. I'm a seven. <laughs> um, but it's supposed to be more accurate than, like, your Myers-Briggs, I guess. And so, like, there's a lot of Instagram accounts for the Enneagram. And so my, like, little Enneagram set got shared on one with, like, 100K followers. Ooh. So that wow. really boosted my Instagram <laughs> art Damn. following mm-hmm. because I had, like, 300 followers before, but I gained a lot from it getting shared. So that was big, awesome. which has, like, led to some more, like, commission work and mm-hmm. stuff, which is great. Well, I have a question, too. I guess if you have a presence on Instagram, but where else do, like, how do you present your art? And you said you do a bit of commissions. How do people contact you for that? Yeah. I sell my work on Etsy, my prints on Etsy. Mm -hmm. So that'd be not non-commission work. Mm -hmm. And then in the summer as I do art shows, I think I did six this summer, um, which would be selling it in person at a, you have your own little art booth. It's like Mm -hmm. your own little shop. It's super, super fun. And then I also sell in um, coffee shops. I was in Black Waffle Bar from May till October so that is great publicity just for people actually buying it from the store and then also contacting you to get a commission like saw your art in black waffle bar can would you do this specific piece for me Mm -hmm. so through that and then also I think Instagram's a big one for like getting commission work or like more business work I've had people DM me on my art account on Instagram like I need this for my business I need a you know magazine cover design or like something specific and so that's often how commissions come in. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What a just lost my question. I just had it. Um, nope, it's gone. <laughs> Don't have that question. Um, kind of on your growth path, do you feel like you've hit your apex, like the, like the summit of what you can do, or do you feel like there's still a lot to grow as an artist? Uh, how how do you, where do you think you are as an artist, growth wise? I guess. I think the past two years have been like intense growth for me, especially with like illustration work. That's a new, newer like passion of mine. And I think there's a lot of work in the illustration like realm, especially freelancing, which I would like to grow and like, especially do more freelance jobs doing illustration. Um, I think I, there's always like a lot of room to grow. Um, So I'm excited to keep growing, but I'm proud of, especially like the sales and the, um, like media presence I've grown in the past few years. I'm also working on like narrowing down my specific like niche because I do do collage work, mixed media, like really unique, colorful stuff, and then illustration. And it's kind of a wide realm, which is good, but I am still working on like focusing in like ex- being an expert in one kind of area. A jack, of all, uh, jack of all trades, master of none right now, and you're looking to be master of something? Yep. Is that so <laughs> formal? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or yeah, have ceremony. one that yeah. I specifically collage. <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, you've had some pieces featured in the Summit Advent Review, which is St. Thomas's like student published kind of submitting magazine of sorts. Yeah. Um, 
And I know there's an editing process for that, at least for like the writers, but how does that work for an artist? Do they bring in like, I don't an art editor, I guess? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, my friend Caitlin's in the Someone Avenue Review like um, class, mm-hmm. which is who creates it. And I think they just like handle all the submissions. I've actually submitted some to have the cover of this next year's, cool. potentially. Um, but it's all that class like learns like the basic illustrator and InDesign stuff and handles like all the art submissions and the writing submissions. It's a really cool class. It mm-hmm. would be cool to take that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, kind of a hard transition now from your art work um, into theater club. You're president of that club. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I was a freshman at St. Thomas, I was bummed to hear that St. Thomas didn't have a theater program or major. So I was like debating majoring in it at a different ACTC school. So as a little freshman, I went to the um, activities fair and I was like, where, where's theater club booth? Like, these are my people, you know? (laughs) And I didn't find one. So I was bummed freshman year to hear it was like, not a thing really at all. And so then I contacted Amy Muse, who is a um, English professor here, and we kind of talked about like getting it up and running for sophomore year. So sophomore year, I started as president, and we had maybe like six people at most meetings that fall. Um, it still wasn't even really a registered club, but then we like got a couple more e-board members, and then by that spring, we were doing... Um, shows or going to see shows like actually had a budget um and then my junior year the same thing and now finally senior year we i'm proud to say we have 95 members in tommy link and so it really feels like a lot of freshmen it like excites me to know that they have a space that i was looking for when i was a freshman um and we have a very like dedicated and committed club I think and we do good service work which I'm also proud of because I think that's an important part and it goes beyond just seeing shows too like that's a big perk but um we discuss theater and like really promote opportunities for people to perform so that's and that growth rate is very impressive you should be very proud of yourself that's that's incredible I have no theater background or uh, do you yeah a little bit a little bit well I'm in theater club um so I've met Kaylee there before and I started going my sorry Reed (laughs) you should you should come too I started going the spring semester of my sophomore year so it was a couple years into the club's um journey I suppose and those first few meetings there was like 50 people there and then sometimes there's that many depending on the show that we're seeing sometimes there's like a little bit around 20 this semester's been pretty consistent, I mm-hmm. think, with how many people are there. But, yeah, it's just kind of, like you said, it's a good community of people mm-hmm. that show up there. And everyone's, like, different. Like, when we go around and say our majors, it's biology people, business people, English people. But we all have this common, I don't know, just interest in people, yeah. which is really cool. So what what would what do you do? You said you go to shows? I thought, okay, I made the assumption that you, like, p- do performances. On, okay, so could you guys explain Wow, what the club's all about, like what you do? Yeah, so our slogan is low commitment, high fun with a focus on service. <laughs> and so we Great have one- slogan. <laughs> <laughs> We have once a month meetings where we'll probably play like an improv game, um, or guess that musical or something. 
and go around, share um, a little bit about ourselves and talk about the most recent show we see. So we see one show a month and that's free for members, um, which is a big perk of that going. Is, that's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're good shows. They're good productions at nice theaters mm-hmm. and popular shows too. It's not like these obscure things. Like they're good yeah. shows. We'll also do, um, we've done like Guthrie and Orpheum backstage tours. Those are free. That's really cool. Yeah. And my sophomore year spring, we had a company come and write a little show um, and we performed it in scooters. So that was like a performance opportunity. And we often do improv workshops and other acting workshops, but we don't put on like a full on show. Mm-hmm. That's a common misconception of theater club. But I would say the majority of our members like prefer to watch it, watch mm-hmm. shows. But like you said, you do promote like the acting opportunities at mm-hmm. St. Kate's or just in the Twin Cities in general. Yeah. So that option is there, but it is more about the community of theater lovers yeah. rather than performers. But you have mentioned you've had theater experience in the past. Can you talk about that a little bit or if you still participate with that? Yeah. Growing up, I was in a show back to back to back for like 13 years, and (laughs) (laughs) it was a lot, and I did that my first two years of college, too, doing shows at St. Kate's and Hamlin. Um, Recently, I've taken a break to kind of focus on my visual art business, um, but it is still a major passion of mine, especially kind of improv I've grown to really enjoy and love. Um, I think theater is such a unique community, and it's has opportunities for all people performing, directing, backstage. Um, It was definitely like the highlight of my upbringing and like totally made me who I am today, for sure. Very cool. Do you have a favorite show? My favorite show is Into the Woods. Oh, nice. I've been in it twice and I really really like it. The first time I was um, Lucinda, Dudley's stepsister. (laughs) And then the second time I was Little Red. Nice. Yeah. That's so fun. Dang, Reed, do you have any favorite shows? Um... I like the Mandalorian. Incorrect. <laughs> wrong wrong element, but the I'll office. Take, I'll take uh, nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Read your cut off. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for coming in. This has been great. Um keep it up. This yeah, is yeah. Seriously. Thank Holy you. cow. Everyone involved? check out Theater Club. Check right. out Kaylee's work. We'll uh post her website to uh we'll yeah, do attach you have a link to her website. Yep. At Kaylee Bird Art. Perfect. KayleeBird.com. There you go. Etsy.com slash slash shop slash Kaylee Bird Art. All right. We'll yeah. be sure to attach a link to uh, this this episode, too, awesome. for everyone to check out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kaylee. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having me. All right. So that was a great interview with Kaylee. Fantastic. Wonderful to hear. Theater Club is going strong. Very proud. I am embarrassed to say that I didn't know you were a member or well, the, the secretary. I will be the service chair next semester, so that's kind of fun just a little plug right there but yeah join theater club everyone listen join to listen club. to musicals that quality content all right we're gonna do a hard transition now to our discussion for today which is talking about youtube a lot of hard transitions today i'm yeah i just realized i've said that no twice. segues everyone <laughs> we do not like soft transitions hard moves only okay so we're gonna talk about youtube i'm gonna give a brief rundown of its history not that much history just a couple facts Talk a little bit about its impact, and then Reed and I are just going to talk about our favorite channels because y'all need some content to watch. I'm down for new content. It's all about content. It's all about the content. (laughs) So just a little history. It was started by Jawed Karim, Steve Chen, and Chad Hurley. It was launched in 2005, and then it was bought by Google in 2006. 
Um, the, a Nike commercial was the first video to reach 1 million views. I don't think it was the first video posted. I think one of the originators posted the first video. I don't know what happened to that video. but And then in June 2007, it was made available to the UK and eight other countries, and since then has basically been made worldwide. And the first video to reach 1 billion views was Gangnam Style. Unfortunately. Like, oh, Reed, called out. Okay. That was a few years ago at this point. Many videos have surpassed its viewer rate, but I remember when that happened, and it was just kind of absurd how popular that got. Um, and then YouTube today is just kind of a combination of those viral videos, but also actual content creators on there, using that as a profession. And I guess I'll lead that into talking about the impacts of YouTube and what it's like and how it's fueled the viral video. It's... Oh. It's this is a lot to un unpack. Mm -hmm. There's nothing quite like YouTube, or at least as big as YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, God, it's I don't know. It's the it's it's the video version of Google. It is a search engine mm -hmm. for it's, yeah. It's it's a combination of a search engine and a social media platform. You search for anything, anything you're interested in, and suddenly there's millions of videos available to you on that topic. Um, it's kind of mind-boggling how big it is and how it it's it's almost monopolistic. It's the only thing of its kind. You could mm -hmm. argue, you know, there's different sites dedicated to video uploading. Uh, like Twitch is rather popular right now. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of any other competitors. But um, yeah, I it's. You use YouTube for everything, too. Mm -hmm. It's so versatile. Mm -hmm. It's so versatile. Entertainment, utility. Um, if I don't know how to do something. You just you know look it up on YouTube. You know how many times I've gone into YouTube and typed in how to tie a tie? <laughs> Unfortunately, too many times. I, it, just, it just doesn't click, guys. Um, but it's... <laughs> maybe you'd eventually learn. <laughs> and maybe I'd, I'd eventually learn. But you don't have to because you can just go look up a video. Exactly. I'm, like, hyper-reliant on it. Like I, mm -hmm. I know that it's avail. This ultimate tool of learning is available to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, the entertainment aspect, or aspect, uh, aspect. Jeez. Uh, um, How to pronounce words with the read? That's a new a podcast <laughs> new, within a podcast. New podcast seg segment, everyone. How to pronounce words with reading, sir? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but the enter the entertainment part of uh, YouTube. It's huge. I mean, I spend hours upon hours on YouTube. Just too many hours. Yeah. Um. I mean, I remember specifically. I brought up The Office as a joke earlier. I remember specifically in The Office how they talked about YouTube being a huge time suck. Mm -hmm. Like in The Office, I'm like, I feel that. I feel that hard. <laughs> it is a huge time suck. I think yeah. it's like a lot of videos are in bite-sized pieces, like ten. 10 to 20 minutes 20 minutes is a considerably long video mm -hmm. at least and, for youtube yeah at least Could for youtube be. yeah so it's like there's very manageable bite-sized pieces and i don't know and it's available for everyone mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. if if you have the i don't know the attitude the influence the ambition to start your own channel you can mm -hmm. you know it's it's available for everyone so it's it's so it's YouTube. It's YouTube. <laughs> That's it, I guess. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll credits. Um, no, but I think you have a point. There's, like, it's the new location lo location for music videos, so there's all of that content, but then every late 
show has a channel that they post their interviews on and their games on. And then also as it's developed and you have content creators, they all get to make whatever the heck they want, whether that is science videos or vlogging. I don't know. Like there's just everything. And it's kind of it's kind of exciting, though. It's exciting. To develop those like new interests simply because you can and they're available. Yeah, it's. Oh, I don't know where to start. Start with this. I mean, it's it's just cool. (laughs) I don't know. It's just it's just cool. I like I said, it's almost like the Google. Mm -hmm. That's a very good way of putting it. Uh, It's it's virtually just a search engine engine for whatever you're interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it. And then I don't know. I think recently the viral videos or influencers, I, I don't know what to live streams, vloggers, people are um, creating channels more and more and they're becoming more and more popular and they're becoming um, monetized too. You can make money as a YouTube star. Now, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think that's very... Some are very successful. Some YouTube are very, stars, very successful. People, yeah. yeah. So I, it's just a very interesting... It's, it's so malleable. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do just about anything with it if it involves a video. Right. Um, you can advertise um, as like, I use YouTube a lot to watch like movie trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, learn as we said, build a business, um, create any sort of inter- entertainment. I, it's yeah, just gain awareness of any type, and it's and it's there. It's the ultimate tool for for showing who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where the social media aspect comes into play. Definitely. So I think it'd be interesting to get yours and mine, like, favorite channels, I guess. Yeah. I'm always really interested to know what people watch on YouTube because we do spend so much time on it. Yeah. So if you want to just kind of go through the couple that you have listed, you don't have to, like, describe them necessarily, but just kind of why you like them and go I, I don't know why I'm attracted to this, but I really enjoy uh, videos that countdown videos mm-hmm. uh, that make a list of like the top 10 oh, dot sure. dot dot well they're very just intriguing to begin with because you're like what's number one <laughs> like exactly. you, wa- you just want to watch it uh, yeah i think i was watching a video it was either yesterday or the day before and i was like i bet it's this episode of this one it's like oh, yeah. the funniest episodes of all time and i'm like i bet number one is like the contest from seinfeld mm-hmm. and i got it right i'm like i literally said it aloud like yes i got it <laughs> and i'm like Oh, I guess that's why I like it. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. I like kind of I like trivia and playing like um uh, not mind games, but you know, intellectual you play along game. with it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a game like can I guess which um which scene or which music video or mm-hmm. song or whatever is going to be first, second, third, what so mm-hmm. whatever. Um and I also learn a lot like um I've gotten a lot of uh, movie ideas, movie ideas. What to watch from some of these videos, like the best uh, action scenes, mm-hmm. and suddenly like John Wick appears. I'm like, I haven't seen John Wick, mm-hmm. and apparently this is deemed one of the best action, or this movie has one of the best action scenes of all time. So mm-hmm. like, and kind of influences me to go, go watch that movie. So I kind of like that. Um, and then there's a couple of. Um, influencers that i follow and they kind of revolve around pop culture 
um, like they give you news of what's happening, kind of what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they're definitely an influence of my interest in hosting a podcast. Um, and the, they'd be uh, they be uh, kind of funny. They're a group of guys who started from IGN. Um, uh, they're really, as the title suggests, they're pretty funny. <laughs> Um, no, they're only kind of. They're funny. only sort of funny. Um, that's their. That was Get their. Right. Fun fact: that was their alternative title, sort of funny. Sort of funny. <laughs> um, sort of <laughs> sort sort of humorous. Um, yeah. So they talk about a variety of stuff, but it revolves strongly around pop culture. Um, they talk about movies, uh, the social lives. Um, they have a whole subsection of their channel about games. I'm not huge into the game aspect, but they re- re- uh, recently created a sub channel for. Um, movies and tv shows and i'm really into that right now um a second one probably one of my all-time favorites is called red letter media um it's literally two it's primarily two not even two it's a couple like 40 year old guys who like went to film school and they're like kind of grumpy and they are incredibly critical uh, but very intelligent when it comes to movies and tv shows um like they're incredible sources for understanding if a movie is good or not or what makes a movie good what makes it bad i love like watching them there's one guy in particular who who's on the channel and he he loves just schlock he calls it schlocky movies (laughs) just absolute just huge messes of movies like popcorn movies yeah he likes he likes watching them so he can like laugh at them and like critique them critique them because it's just just so full of just (laughs) errors and mistakes yeah yeah um i'll have to check them out i feel like i would like that um yeah i think you would i i i like them a lot um yeah they're very funny but they're also very intelligent about what they talk about so Mm -hmm. nice combination definitely yeah what about you what 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 do we got over there? well i kind of my youtube palette i suppose has definitely changed over the past few years and it's very all over the place that's uh, that's not surprising i feel like with youtube like it just opens constantly opens doors yeah, like your yeah. tastes change like i and wasn't it can be anything you want to watch exactly mm-hmm. um it does uh i mean youtube does offer like suggestions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is I think, a, a, you know, a lot of platforms do that. Like, oh, if you like this, you probably will like this channel. Yeah. Um, which only grows the addiction to YouTube. That's true. Yeah. Um, so I guess relating to the art entertainment world, I am a big fan of CinemaSins. They're kind of similar to some channels you described. Of They just take a movie and say everything that's wrong with it, but it's usually really funny. Yeah. And there's jokes, and I like the narrator. So I like them. And then... Also, the show Hot Ones, which is on First We Feast channel, and they just bring in celebrities and they interview them, but they have to eat hot wings that get progressively hotter as it oh, goes along. Didn't um, there was a meme that started with, uh, with Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd? I love Paul Rudd, and I love that episode. It's adorable, but yeah, I've watched that show now for a few years, and it it's just so funny, like watching these celebrities not be able to talk. Because their mouths are on fire and they're just like, and they get so <laughs> bad at answering questions. But so that, that's more that realm. And then a couple like sciencey ish type channels, slow mo guys, they're classic. And then Vsauce, he doesn't post as much anymore, but he used to. And then this is a random one Architectural Digest. 
I feel like that's I, kind of a guilty pleasure sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I love that channel. It's so fun, more so because it's absurd how expensive these houses are and how much stuff is in them that is so unnecessary for a home and how just like extravagant it is. But I'm also like, wow, that's really cool that people design that stuff. And then more on the, I guess, like content hired by YouTube, like gets paid for doing this is the Try Guys. I adore them. I would probably die for them. No, that's an exaggeration. That's not true at all. But still, they're really cool. They do a lot of like original content. Their whole thing is original content. They recently started their own production company and they've only been in their self channel self-made channel for about a year and a half and they have over six million subscribers already so that's that's very yeah i was commenting earlier before we started like that Mm -hmm. is very impressive yeah but they have a really good um group of fans they started at buzzfeed and then have made their own company so they kind of like brought that group with them but i'm sure they've found some new ones as well um and then i will on occasion get into watching gamers I'm not a video game person at all, so I guess I'm watch- watching it more for, like, the personality of it. But, like, I've always watched Markiplier. He's pretty funny. But he's also been, like, kind of stretching his limits. He does a lot of live streams, um, a lot of charity live streams. But then he's also been making content that's not game-specific. And I've just been a fan of his, so watching him grow with that. Like, he did a choose-your-own-adventure for YouTube Red. It was a YouTube original, I think. And it was like 31 endings or so. And you just got to play through and he made all these clips and he wrote it all. And so that was cool to see how he was incorporating like his gaming background into more story, creative background. And then when the whole Minecraft hype from PewDiePie was happening, I was definitely watching those. So I don't really watch them anymore, but I was I was there for that. So, yeah, like I said, just kind of all over the place. And it's definitely changed. And I'll watch like the occasional late night with james corden video or something like crosswalk the musicals those are great something i i enjoy is that it allows you to watch like i guess you could find clips if you search hard enough wherever um but it allows you to watch clips of episodes without watching the whole episode Mm -hmm. um i repeatedly watch like different snl sketches oh definitely like, um definitely. that come out snl is a good show to like lend itself to just like clips as well yeah it is just the sketches yeah and i don't want to devote an hour hour and a half of my time to watch uh, an episode full of sketches that don't connect to one mm-hmm. another and some may not be as good as others as well mm-hmm. so i like catching up with the good ones on youtube yeah. um and that goes with like any show like i'll I've repeatedly watch different action scenes from my favorite action shows mm-hmm. or action movies um the scene of Thor entering Wakanda and yeah. Thor Ragnarok gives me chills every time. You got the immigrant Reed, song. Reed's fanboys. And it's in full it's mode right now. So awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah, but and then when he <laughs> ent- a- when, what no, excuse me, not Wakanda, um Asgard, because then in Infinity War he enters <laughs> Wakanda with his new hammer and just messes everyone. Okay. Reed, so, you are off topic. Uh what what? <laughs> Thor? What? Tangent. Tangent. Let's, let's another get tangent Reed off by the... Reed Neeser. Another podcast. <laughs> another... another podcast within a podcast. Read on a tangent. The medium is now just going to be pronunciation and tangents Ta- by Reed Neeser. By Reed Neeser. I'll uh, I'll take a holiday and let him do that. <laughs> oh goodness! Yes. So YouTube. But I can I can relate to the like watching scenes from shows that i've watched or movies or whatever and even like the top 10 things 
um, Watch Mojo specifically. I know you had that. Yeah, that's on your one thing. of my favorites. My problem is I can't sit through a whole Watch Mojo video because I don't want any of the description. I just want like the list. So I'll just like skip through it all. What? Unless yeah, unless it's a thing that I want to see. Each description is like. I don't know. A minute, minute and a half. Mi- maybe. Yeah, I need to know what's, what is at the top. But at the same time, I love watching those for the honorable mentions because half the time I'll get really excited that the thing that I want to be number one is like not being listed, but then they'll throw it at the honorable mention. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it didn't even make the top 10. Those honorable mentions, I mean, several times. Oh, yeah. I'm sometimes like, I'm like, oh, what? This point snubbed. No, this should be on the list. We're so we're so deep into <laughs> this one <laughs> specific channel. Sorry, it's also educational. You learn a lot from uh, Watch Mojo. From, no, it's just from YouTube. Oh, <laughs> trying to reel crash it back. Crash Course, dude. Crash Course. Vsauce. Um, other things. Again, like you can look up how to tie a tie. Anything you want. Man, if I had a dollar for every time a professor has used YouTube to show me something or sh- to show their class something, I'd be able to pay off tuition. That'd be great. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's absurd. That might be an exaggeration, but there it is. Most likely, but I'm here for it. There you go. Um, Yeah, again, I don't really know where this was meant to go, this YouTube thing, but it's, I'm just glad to be alive while it's, while while it's, it's here. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, YouTube is... It's kind of surrounded by a little bit of obviously well, all social media sites have this issue, but it's like using this open platform for nefarious purposes on like uh, unfortunate propaganda. But I think that is a that is an unfortunate trend among all social media yeah. uh, platforms. Um, and yeah, so I think I, I was what I was going to say before that was it's not really wrapped in anything controversial or newsworthy. It is YouTube. Mm-hmm. It is this pillar. The people within it can be controversial. Yeah. But that's because it's a free platform right, right. that allows anyone to speak their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. I do have to say one slight against YouTube. Their YouTube rewinds are not that good. I don't know. If, I don't but know I if also I know what that is. You don't know what the YouTube Rewind is? No, what is it? At the end of the year or like in December, they'll get a bunch of YouTubers and throw them in a... Blender? Yeah, into a video and it'll have like the top songs from a year, the top memes, top creators, and they'll just kind of like rewind the year in like a... Oh, okay. Dan- and like it's uh, usually yeah, pretty fun this, yeah. and you're always like, oh, I wonder if I can see the people I like. But in the past couple of years... They've been trying to do too much with it. Like, they're putting too much content in there. And, like, yeah, you want to get all the creators that deserve to be in there. But, but then it gets to the point where, like, everyone's in there for 0.5 seconds. You can't even tell who anyone is. There's no well, story to it. But That's probably an example of just how inflated YouTube has gotten. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, I mean, hey, that's it. I mean, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there are so many... This real kind of relates back to our last episode with all those different streaming services that are popping up. Like, there's so many different channels and so many different um, influencers and personalities on YouTube, and there's they're all really good, mm-hmm. but you only have a certain amount of time, energy, effort, concentration, focus, whatever, to have only a couple of those influencers in mind. Um, so I think that's just an example of 
I don't know, all these different people fighting for that piece of the pie. That mm-hmm. piece of the pie being views and mm-hmm. rec- recognition, I guess. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, so there you have it. That's it. <laughs> YouTube in a nutshell, I suppose. I, I'd like to call this episode just an appreciation of YouTube. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of times we're like ripping on things. Yeah. And this is just YouTube. You're great. YouTube. We stand. Yeah, YouTube is great. Um, it is just this pillar of today's entertainment um it's kind of yeah it's just this weird blend of search engine uh social media streaming service and i don't know it isn't it if you had to put every influential form of entertainment into one being one entity it would be youtube Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. um yeah easily digestible with videos people don't have the attention span anymore <laughs> likes follows create your own content f- mm-hmm. free to use i don't know it's it's youtube mm-hmm. it's big it's good stuff there you have it um all right well this is another hard transition <laughs> skirt <laughs> skirting over to the latest <laughs> news um we only have a couple things the first being that on November 24th was the AMAs, and... No, did you watch these? No. <laughs> no, moving on. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> yep, no, that's the whole... That's it. No, I... One, I don't have TV to watch this. Right. But also, I wouldn't in general. I don't watch too many award shows other than the Oscars. Uh, I Same, and I think... I would, gosh, we could have a whole discussion about this, but um, I think the award show... It's really dying. Yes, absolutely. Um, which I don't know if is unfortunate or not, but because it's virtually like Hollywood or the music industry like applauding themselves, recognizing themselves mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why? Or why d- I think there's some merit to it. There is some depending wor- on the award. Yes. But then also, I think part of the big bad, not bad, um, reason for its decline is like you're mentioning earlier. Everyone has shorter attention spans or at least wants like quick content. They want the information now. And award shows are like three, three and a half hours long yeah. for like eight awards. And that's not necessary. I always found that so irritating. Yeah. And like, granted, it's a live production. It's meant to be this celebration of sorts. But when it's people who are celebrated for their job, just for doing their job, do they need that extra like <laughs> time to They're just bolster themselves? They're already getting millions. To dress up when they do that every weekend. Like, it, yeah. It's, yeah. Like I said, it's kind of just the industry congratulating themselves. Yeah. I guess. I'd like to see a transition to streaming services, though. I think more people I think would that'd watch. that would be cool. Yeah. More people would watch it. You wouldn't get ads. I think that's what really takes up that time is mm-hmm. all those the commercials. ads. Yeah. yeah. But a couple artists did stand out last night. One was the country duo Dan and Shay. They got favorite country song and favorite country duo slash group. Um, Billie Eilish got favorite alternative rock artist and new artist of the year. So that's kind of like I think new artist of the year. That's a cool award that to get cool. because it's like someone who's up and coming. They're successful, but they have more to do. So I like that yeah. award. Um, and then Taylor Swift, by far biggest of the night. Um, she got artist of the year, favorite pop rock album. She surpassed Michael Jackson's number of rewards at yep. the AMA. She has 25 and he has 23. That is very impressive. Yeah. She um, also got Artist of the Decade, which, again, just... And Michael Jackson had also won Artist of the Decade or was voted technically because it wasn't a thing yet. But 
it just goes to show like she gets a lot of maybe hate's not the right word but a lot of controversy can be around taylor swift's name but she's she's doing it like she has enough i think she's fans a, and music to i think she's a good personality to yeah yeah be given that not really super controversial i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know enough about her but i know that she isn't uh michael jackson fair yeah well, let's not get into that <laughs> but uh, again it's still an accomplishment and to and so, know that she's going to continue making music even so is incredible yeah uh now the news john mulaney love him love john, john mulaney i know uh kate uh, our producer is uh, fist pumping her. because yeah. we all love john mulaney everyone out there john mulaney is amazing reed you kind of remind me of john mulaney i don't know in whether your, to take your, that in your mannerisms okay i'll take that as a compliment i love john mulaney yeah okay uh anyways john mulaney's new special john mulaney in the sack lunch bunch it's so cute i know premieres on netflix on uh december 24th wow on christmas eve all christmas right eve. guess what i'll be doing christmas eve <laughs> it will feature many broadway stars andre de De shields mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard of her uh him had excuse me <laughs> I just assumed their gender. I apologize. Uh, Hadstown and The Wiz, uh, along with acting and musical talent, Jake Gyllenhaal. Let's go. Um, and a bunch of other people. And a bunch of other people. Um, but he's most no- noteworthy. He's also Mysterio. Uh, the special. Hashtag Marvel. Get out. <laughs> the, the special is a kids, a kids variety show type that gives a throwback to old children's programming. I think this is going to be very interesting because it's not just a typical stand-up special that he's had. But, like, he does have all these guests coming in, and I think it's supposed to have, like, a Mr. Rogers kind of vibe. Yeah. Where it's just, like, a bunch of kids who sing songs and do sketches and that kind of thing. So what came to mind was, like, uh, Sesame Street. Yeah, 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 kind of like that. And I think it's going to be funny, or at least well done, well structured. John Mulaney, mm-hmm. uh, if if I had to title him as anything, I think he's an excellent writer. I think mm-hmm. he knows how to structure comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think he's successful in a lot of his endeavors. So I yeah. think this will be good. I'm curious to see, though, like, obviously it's framed as, like, a kid's variety show. But is he going to – I don't know if the audience is intended as a children's audience. Because, like, some of his stand-up, he's got some swears in there, some, like, other jokes that you're like, oh, man. Oh, I doubt gr-. this will be, like, PG or G. But I don't G. think it's nah. meant to be PG or, again, for kids. So I'm interested to see how his normal style is going to be translated into this platform. I think it's going to be like a, uh, not a satire, but like a parody. It's going to be a parody. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So. But I'm excited. Me too. It's been a while since he's had some. I want want to emphasize for all those doubters and haters out there, John Mulaney is amazing. He's also immortal. He's also immortal. I didn't know that. (laughs) He's also immortal. (laughs) He is. So John Mulaney is both amazing <laughs> and immortal. And immortal. Okay. So he'll never go is. away. He hasn't admitted it yet. But he hasn't admitted it yet, but we'll. Oh, he will. We'll we'll get it out of him. We'll, we'll find out. We'll him find and out. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is definitely immortal. <laughs> it's true. <coughs> that might have to be our next episode. Is talking about all the immortal. That'd be a great people. list. Well, Anne Hathaway uh, is Lana Leo, Del Rey. Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio is definitely in there. I think. No, he's not. Are you kidding me? No, he's he, looked the same for the past twenty years. He's not immortal, though. He's immortal. No, I don't Kay's, think so. Kate's uh, shaking or nodding her head. She knows what's no, up. No, okay. no, he's not. How did we get on this? <laughs> because John Mulaney is immortal. All right, okay. we'll have to save it for another day. Yes, I will prove you wrong that Leonardo DiCaprio is not immortal, but 
he's eternally caught in a dream. No, he isn't. Yes, he is. Oh, my God. Yes, he is. We'll do – well, the end of this podcast <laughs> is peeing. us creating uh, – coming up with different ideas for other podcasts, such as conspiracy theories and movies, because <laughs> that is – not true. Even though conspiracy theories partly already exist in Tommy Media's other podcast, Cold Facts Hot Takes. Nice plug. Thank you. I'll all try. right. And that's all we have for news. Not a lot of huge things this week. No. No. Well. We usually do like. We usually have like two, three or four. Yeah. We usually do like two weeks between each episode. I was like desperately looking for new, new newsworthy stuff and mm-hmm. I just couldn't find anything interesting. Um, anyways, there you have it. So we're recording this before Thanksgiving. Um, uh, all of our American uh, listeners, please have a wonderful American Thanksgiving holiday. Stay safe, eat lots, and have a good one. Thank you, guys. <laughs>